Your top stories on Blitz this hour. All eyes on Wembley as Liverpool and Arsenal battle for the Community Shield. Stellenbosch and Chippy United share the spoils in the capital. Red Bull's Max Verstappen tops the timesheets in practice two in Belgium. Semi-final action from the Western and Southern Open. And Justin Walters holds the halfway lead at the UK Championship. The new English football season is already upon us. It's time to go again. And Salah! Taking centre stage, Liverpool, the undisputed champions of England. In it goes, and I gets it. Waiting for them at Wembley, Arsenal, the record-breaking 14 times FA Cup winners and current holders. Aubameyang, can he find a way through? You bet he can. Last season is already history. The new season starts here. There's been some great Liverpool sides. Since they, they last won the league 30 years ago, there's been some unbelievable sides that have, have been successful. I just think you have to say that this current one is the best of them. I think it's driven by the manager. Uh, I think the team are very reflective of him. I'd go as far as to say individually, you know, you could argue that there was better players, you know, 10 years ago. The likes of Steven Gerrard, Suarez and, and players like that are, are just phenomenal. But this manager just seems to get you know, 10, 20, 30% out of everybody. And I think he's not only swept the players along with him, but it's also that the city is just, it's just bouncing and a wave of, of optimism, a wave of joy, a wave of everything. There's just almost, it's impossible to stop. It's just like a snowball now. And they love the manager so much. And I think everyone buys into what he's doing. It's a competition and it's a, you never have the perfect. It's really rare that you have the perfect time to prepare for a specific game. If you'd ask me how long do we want to have time for, for a preseason, I would say give me six, six weeks and, we, and it will be with a full squad. That would be great. I would be very surprised if this would be the best game we play this season. Um, but we should be, we should be uh, ready to fight for a result because the opponent has a similar situation. So just give it a proper try. Give everything you have um, and, and, and try to win it. That's all what I, what I can say about it. Um, it's, not, it's not a test game. It's not a friendly. It's a, proper, it's a proper game. It's Premier League champion against FA Cup champion as Arsenal and Liverpool square off at Wembley Stadium in London for the Community Shield. And you can follow the action live on Supersport. An emotional Harry Maguire has broken his silence in the wake of last week's incident in Mykonos, which led to his conviction for assault and bribery. The Manchester United and England defender was found guilty by a Greek court on Tuesday and handed a suspended 21-month prison sentence, but has subsequently lodged an appeal, which nullifies the verdict and means Maguire has no criminal record ahead of a full retrial. I don't feel like I owe an apology to, to anybody. Um, an apology is something when you've done something wrong. Um, do I regret? I regret being in the situation. Um, I don't wish it on anybody. Um, obviously, the situation has made it difficult. I'm, I play for one of the biggest clubs in the world, so I regret putting um, the fans um, and the club through this. Um, but. I did nothing wrong. I found myself in a situation where 
it could have happened to anybody and anywhere. I think obviously it's, it's been a, a whirlwind of a, of a few days for us, um, ups, downs, and obviously getting the verdict of, of what happened. And then obviously them accepting the retrial was the only bit of positive news we've had over the, over the last seven days or, or so. Um, but no, I think I, I'll get over it pretty quickly. I'll put it to, to one side. I, I know what happened that night. My conscience is so clear. Um, I know the truth. Maguire, who says he has received support from United, is hoping to retain the club's armband. It's such a huge honour to be captain of Manchester United, um, something I'm really proud of. It's a massive privilege to play for the club, never mind to, to be the captain. Um, obviously, that's, it's not my decision to make. Um, but one thing I will say is how supportive the club have been from top to bottom. Um, they've, been, they've been great with me and you know, I thank them for that. Having already secured their top-flight status for next season, Stellenbosch FC, who were unbeaten since the restart of the APSA Premiership, next set their sights on Chippy United at the APSA Turk Stadium in Pretoria on Friday night. The men from the Cape Winelands, looking to climb into the top eight in their first season of top-flight football, hit the front with a predatory strike from Wasim Isaacs in the 16th minute. The Chile boys' defence punished for failing to clear a loose ball in the area. Informed forward Luleto Skellum also had an opportunity to add to the score sheet late in the first half, but his shot was fired straight, said Veli Mortva, and the Chile boys' goal won all the score at half-time in favour of Stellenbosch. Nearly 25 minutes into the second half, Skellum once again threatened the Chippy United goals, but this time the angle proved to be his undoing. His effort brushed the goal line in a massive let-off for the Eastern Cape side. Credit to Chipper as they kept the pressure on the Stellenbosch defence for much of the second half, but they came up against a determined lead Langefeld in goals. Late in the half, the Stellenbosch keeper denied Frederick Mbiyova from close range. Then Langefeld made a fingertip save to keep out Andile Mbiyani's dipping free kick. However, deep into stoppage time, a mistake from Stellenbosch defender Alan Robertson was punished by substitute Tokazani Sekatlong. The late equaliser was enough to deny Steve Barker's side all three points in an entertaining and dramatic one-all draw. Apps the Premiership continues as Orlando Pirates go in search of their first win since the restart when they come up against Supersport United. While the relegation battle heats up when bottom side Amazulu play Black Leopards and Golden Arrows take on Cape Town City, it's all live on your World of Champions. It's all level at the top of the AFSA Premiership table with Kaiser Chiefs joined by Mamalodi Sundowns and 53 points. Stellenbosch FC climb into the top eights with a point earned against Chip United. The Chile boys are not safe just yet as they are six points ahead of the relegation playoff places in 12th spot on the table. The draw for the promotion relegation playoffs were held as the end of the Glad Africa Championship is on the horizon. The title challenge is still in the balance as either Ajax Cape Town or Morocco Swallows could be crowned champions. With Swallows on top of the log and in line to secure automatic promotion to the APSA Premiership, whilst Ajax sit in the playoff spot alongside Sakuma who are in third. There's plenty to play for in terms of league standings in the APSA Prem. The bottom five clubs are still in danger of either being relegated or given a chance to stay in the top flight with the playoff match. Only six points separate bottom of the table, Polokwane City and 12th place Chipper United. And with a couple of rounds still remaining in the South African top flight, it is anyone's guess as to who will be the bottom two clubs. 
The playoffs will get underway on the 6th of September and PSL chairman Urban Corsa confirmed that the 15th place team in the Premiership will only play their first match on the 9th. It will be the two clubs from the second division who will get the playoffs underway. The six matches will be played with one taking place every third day. The chairman also revealed that the teams who will be involved in the playoffs will remain inside the bio bubble and the matches will be taking place at the team's home venue inside of the bubble. The threat of afternoon showers remained as cloudy weather awaited Formula 1 drivers ahead of the second practice session at the Belgian Grand Prix. Ferrari Sebastian Vettel, a three-time winner at Spa, experienced a troubled session early on as cold front tyres seemed to lock up upon braking ahead of the first turn, prompting the German to return to the pits for reconfiguration. Lewis Hamilton found some pace on medium tyres with the changing weather but still failed to register the fastest time after an hour in the session while teammate Valtteri Bottas couldn't emulate the pace generated in the first. Daniel Ricciardo crossed the line second fastest in what seemed to be a good session for Renault before being instructed by his team to pull over at the Kemmel straight with smoke billowing from the brakes. Max Verstappen, looking to improve on his first session time, flew around the track with the car seemingly in perfect condition and running on medium tyres to set a time of 1 minute 43,744 seconds, making a clear statement of intent ahead of the final practice session and qualifying to come. Continue to follow the Formula One action live. Belgium is hosting the seventh round. Yuki Tsunoda was in scintillating form around Spa, taking pole for the second time this season in FIA Formula 2 qualifying. The Red Bull Junior finished a tenth faster than Nikita Mazepin, who squeezed every drop of power out of his high-tech Grand Prix machine in his attempts to beat Tsunoda. Mazepin settled for a career-best qualifying of P2, ahead of Nobuharu Matsushita, who will start in the top three for the first time this year. Mick Schumacher was 7th fastest, while championship leader Callum Eilot finished outside the top 3 for the first time in 2020 and will start the feature race from 12th. Formula 2 action forms part of an exciting weekend of racing on your World of Champions. Will Ducati be able to maintain its domination at Motorland Aragon in round four of the World SBK Championship? With eight wins and three pole positions at the Aragon circuit, Ducati is the most successful manufacturer at the track. In 2019, the Italian constructor managed a hat-trick with Alvaro Bautista, which makes a total of 18 podium places at the Spanish venue for Ducati. It's Alvaro Bautista who's going to make it 9 out of 9, the best ever start to a World Championship season. But it's Jonathan Ray who will come over the line in second position ahead of Chaz Davies. And Ducati are denied a 1-2 by a mere two tenths of a second. In total, the Italian manufacturer has led 130 laps on the Aragon circuit and have set their sights on defending the record. Kawasaki will be determined to put a stop to their dominance. Kawasaki is the second most decorated manufacturer in Aragon, having won five times at the Spanish track. They've been particularly impressive this season, with Jonathan Ray having enjoyed a clean sweep of wins in the most recent round in Portugal. It's three out of three for Jonathan Ray, but it's Scott 
Reading, his championship rival, who comes home in second position. Ray tops the standings on 136 points, just four clear of Ducati's Scott Reading. So round four promises to be a hard-fought affair between the two riders. FIM Superbike World Championship action continues with round four taking place in Aragon, and you can catch it all live on your World of Champions. Your top stories on Blitz this hour. All eyes on Wembley as Liverpool and Arsenal battle for the Community Shield. Stellenbosch and Chippy United share the spoils in the capital. Red Bull's Max Verstappen tops the timesheets in practice two in Belgium. Semi-final action from the Western and Southern Open. And Justin Walters holds the halfway lead at the UK Championship. Novak Djokovic was looking to book his place in the final at the Western and Southern Open. But in order to do so, the tournament's top seed needed to inflict a first defeat on Roberto Bautista Agut in four matches on hard courts. Djokovic found the going tough and lost the opening set six games to four. Battling neck pains, the world number one was forced to dig deep in what turned out to be a titanic encounter that went three hours. The world number one fought back to level matters and looked to be cruising to victory when at 5-2 up in the deciding set. However, Bautista Agu flipped the script and won four straight games to lead 6-5 in the third. Djokovic though regrouped and broke back to force a tiebreaker, which he won to take the match 4-6, 6-4, With the win, the Serbian star not only remains on course in the Big Apple, but extended his unbeaten streak to 22 matches. Canada's Milos Raonic reached his first ATP Tour final in over two years. Raonic ranked 30th in the world, needed two sets to get past the number four seed Stefanos Tsitsipas of Greece in the semi-finals of the Western and Southern Open on Friday. The 29-year-old Canadian produced some fine ground strokes, none better than his cross-court winner to claim the opening set tiebreak. He then managed to break Tsitsipas twice in the second set to wrap up a comfortable 7-6-6-3 victory to reach his fourth Masters 1000 final of his career as he goes in search of his ninth career win, which could take him back into the world's top 20. Novak Djokovic's undefeated record this season will again be put on the line when he faces former world number three Milos Raonic in the final, which you can watch live on Supersport. Damp and chilly conditions on day two of the ISPS Handa UK Championship at the Brabazon course at the Belfry, this famous venue which has hosted four Ryder Cups and 16 previous European Tour events. Matt Wallace is attached to the Belfry, knows the course well. Nice birdie for him there at 12, but he shot a second round 73 and he's at one under, eight behind heading into the weekend. Lee Westwood won on the European Tour some 13 years ago and played on a Ryder Cup team here, a winning Ryder Cup team, and he's pretty handily placed at three under par alongside Thomas Bjorn. Four 40 wins between them on the European Tour. Bjorn today an excellent 69. Making it through to the weekend alongside Westwood at three under one. Better than that. 
is Germany's Martin Keimer, a two-time major winner. This was his second into the tenth. Pitched it past the hole, spun it back down. Keimer in the end shooting a level par round of 72. So he's five behind with two rounds to go. Bernd Wiesberger, well, it was a case of uh, some excellent golf out there including that at the 15th for a birdie but a double bogey at six so it was could have been better maybe but he's still six under par and as i say in a nice position heading into the weekend paul waring hasn't played for about six months on the european tour albeit we had a break of about three and a half months that was a beauty at the 13th and he's in good shape after a second round bogey free 67 at seven under two behind the leader justin walters from south africa 39 years young hasn't yet won on the european tour a beautiful shot by him at 13 that guaranteed a birdie there and a scrambling par at the last as well for the south african 64 yesterday 71 today and at nine under he leads by one from the frenchman benjamin ebert I'm quite content. I've worked quite hard to get to this point. My team's worked really hard to help me. Um, you know, it's quite a special, uh, you know, today, a, a year ago, I lost my dad. And so I, I just got a, a, a somber, kind of relaxed um, kind of approach at the moment, just to whatever comes my way, comes my way. And uh, when something good happens, smile and enjoy it. And I think uh, that's got me through some tough moments already this week in terms of the situations I found myself in. And uh, I plan to continue that on the weekend. Don't miss the third round of the UK Championship, the sixth and final tournament of the European Tour's UK Swing. The T to Green action will be on Supersport. The African Bank Sunshine Tour Championship wrapped up on Friday here at Glendower Golf Club. Daniel Fantonda, Martin Rower and Jaden Shaper began the third and final round with a share of the lead. But it was Fantonda who pulled clear. Strong winds again made scoring difficult, but it didn't seem to trouble him. He reeled off four birdies in a bogey-free 68, finishing on 11 under par for the tournament to claim a commanding three-shot victory. I felt good this whole week. I mean, um, I've been playing well, being consistent. Um, I mean, this course is one of those courses, if you're striking it well, being accurate and uh, putt well, you've got a chance of winning here. So, I mean, I've been doing that for the last whole while. So, I mean, it feels good. Fantonda was one of only two golfers on Friday who didn't drop a single shot. He wasn't conservative by any stretch of the imagination, but was able to limit his mistakes. I kept the same aggression, just made sure if I miss it, I miss it, I miss it in the right place. And uh, because I put the pins left and right in the greens, and being so quick and true, if you give yourself a little chance, you can make an up and down par or even chip it in. It's the second event of the Rise Up series as the Sunshine Tour resumes golf after a six-month COVID-19 enforced break. Fantonda made the most of the time away from the sport, but has been working hard since the resumption. Yeah, it's special. Um, I mean, I've been putting hard work in and been practicing since everything opened. I've been practicing every single day, putting hard work in, getting my calluses back in my hands. Because the lockdown made my hands nice and soft, so with some hard work in it, but yeah, happy. Adilson De Silva carded the joint lowest round of the day, a 5-under 67, to grab a share of second place with George Kutsia and Neil Skittikat. Dylan Mostert was solo fifth, while Dion Germaseis vaulted 15 places up the leaderboard thanks to a flawless final round 68. The European Tour announced on Friday the cancellation of this year's Nedbank Golf Challenge. 
The tournament, hosted at the Gary Player Country Club at Sun City, was originally scheduled from the 3rd of December through to the 6th, but now it will take place in 2021. The NGC, which is the crown jewel of golf in South Africa, was due to celebrate its 40th anniversary edition this year, with Tommy Fleetwood expected to defend his title. However, with constraints in place due to the coronavirus pandemic, all parties involved decided it would be in its best interest to cancel the event this year. The European Tour also confirmed the cancellation of the Turkish Airlines Open. However, it was announced that the tour would add three new events to the 2020 European Tour schedule. The 1 million euro Scottish Championship at Fairmont St Andrews has been added and will take place from the 15th through to the 18th of October. While back-to-back tournaments in Greece sees the Cyprus Open take place from October the 29th through to the 1st of November, followed by the Cyprus Classic from the 5th to the 8th of November. Under gloomy Manchester skies, Pakistani skipper Baba Azam won the toss and elected to send the host England into bat in the opening T20 international at Emirates Old Trafford. The tourist had immediate success, Imad Wasim, with a brilliant catch of his own bowling to dismiss the dangerous Johnny Bairstow in the first over. England should have been two down in the next over, but Iftika Ahmed shoulders the sitter at first slip to hand open a Tom Banton a lifeline whilst on five. That proved to be very costly as Banton and David Milan went on to put on a 71-run second-wicket partnership. However, calamity struck when a terrible mix-up between the pair meant that Milan was run out for 23. Not long thereafter, Banton brought up his maiden T20 international 50 in just his fourth match for his country. Banton's fine innings came to an end as he was looking to heave shit up kind of way, only to sky one to extra cover, gone for well-played 42 ball 71. That brought out a change in fortune for the Pakistanis as they went on to claim four wickets for just 14 runs to reduce the host from 109 for two to 123 for six in three overs. Unfortunately, their momentum was disrupted by rain as the covers was brought onto the square with England in trouble at 131 for six in the 17th over. The world's biggest cycle race, the Tour de France, starts in Nice on Saturday. 176 riders and 22 teams will tackle what has been touted as the toughest tour in recent years. Africa and South Africa will be represented by Africa's team, Team NTT Pro Cycling, who, as MTN Quebec, was the first African-registered team to take part in 2015. Having transitioned from Team Dimension data at the end of last year, the eight-man squad for this year's tour does not have a general classification contender. Italian champion sprinter Giacomo Nizzolo, who won the European Championship on Wednesday will be the man around whom the team will muster as he chases wins on the eight flat stages. Nitsola also won stages at both the Tour Down Under and Paris Nice and has five other top ten finishes this year. German sprinter Max Walshed will make his tour debut. 34 year old Roman Kreuziger will start his tenth tour. Austrian classics man Michael Gogol, who joined the team this year, will start his third tour. Michael Volgren from Denmark will start his sixth, and the veteran in the squad is 37 year old Dominico Pozzavivo, a specialist climber. The team is captained by Norwegian Edvald Bosenhagen, who has won three tour stages. The only South African in the lineup is Ryan Gibbons, who will parade the national jersey around France as he makes his tour debut. Having finished both the Giro d'Italia and Vuelta Espana before, he will become the ninth South African to start the world's biggest race. He will work as a lead-out man for Nizzolo and will also hunt for stage wins where possible. I'm absolutely overwhelmed and, and thrilled to be selected for the Tour de France. I think um, you know it's the pinnacle of the sport, and for any rider or professional rider, it's it's definitely a dream of theirs to to get that kind of notch 
notch on their belt and, and for it to become a reality um, is, is truly special. You know, I have taken part in the, the Vuelta and the Giro, the Giro multiple times, but to do the tour will be, be very, very special. I'm very much looking forward to it, especially being in the South African colours as the national champion. I hope to do the, the colours proud and I hope to, to play my part in, in what will hopefully be a successful Tour de France for NCT Pro Cycling. The only other rider from the African continent in this year's Tour de France is Daryl Impey, who will start his ninth tour for the Australian Mitchelton Scott team. Impey became the first South African to wear the yellow jersey when he held it for two stages in 2013. Last year, as a national champion, he became the second South African after Robert Hunter to win a stage of the tour when he won stage nine. Impey will be the road captain for Mitchelton Scott and will be key to the team's hopes of guiding Adam Yates to a podium finish in Paris. The 2020 Tour de France gets underway with a 156km first stage. The action is live on your World of Champions Supersport. Guinness Pro 14 action saw Edinburgh welcome Glasgow Warriors to Murray Field. Rugby's oldest derby marked the first professional rugby match in the UK to welcome spectators since the COVID-19 lockdown. And it didn't disappoint as the visitors edged a physical encounter 15 points to three. Edinburgh, who had already secured their place in the semi-finals, won their previous matchup, but they could not match Glasgow's intensity. Fraser Brown, making his 100th Glasgow appearance, scored the first try, while winger Ratu Tangivi's smart finish put the Warriors clear in the second half and ensured they ended a difficult campaign with a 15-3 victory. Friday's win sees Glasgow finish third in Conference A, while Edinburgh will now turn their attentions to a semi-final against Ulster. The Dragons and Scarlets meet in a Welsh duel today, while Ulster confront unbeaten Leinster. The Brumbies scored five tries on their way to a 31-14 victory over the Western Force to kickstart round nine of Rugby Australia. The action continues as the Rebels do battle against the Waratahs.